just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back with the Rational Boomer Podcast. Got a lot of stuff to talk about today. But before we do that, I want to tell a brief story because it had a profound effect on me. It made me yearn for the old days. And not that old of days, maybe five years back. So my wife and I are trying to decide what we're going to do. We're older people, so we have some limitations as to what we can do. Go to the store, go to a restaurant, maybe take a short road trip, maybe go to a casino. So we decided to go to one of our favorite casinos, which was about 60 to 70 miles away. See what we did there? We put the casino and a road trip in it. So we went to the casino. We walk in the door. My wife likes to play different things than I do, so we split up. As I'm walking around, I see a slot machine that I particularly like. I go sit down, put some money in, and promptly start to lose, (laughs) as I do. Now, to the left of me is a woman who's maybe a little younger than I am. And to the right of me, a man about my age. And we're just doing what we do, pumping money in and losing money. Well, now, the lady on the left seemed to be pretty outgoing and engaged me in conversation about anything. We then find out that she lives about 10 to 15 minutes away from where we live, which is interesting because we're 70 miles away from our home. So we naturally start talking about the locations we live in. And that naturally leads to restaurants, (laughs) because that's what old people talk about. She started giving me tips about restaurants. I started giving her tips about restaurants. It was a nice, light conversation. But then the man on the right chimes in with some other restaurants. Turns out he's the husband of the woman on my left. Now, he seems just as outgoing, just as nice, just as sweet. And we've got a nice little repartee going there between the three of us, talking about the old days, talking about restaurants and those sorts of things. Now, at one point, this woman decides she should tell me about her childhood, which was horrific from the way she described it. I mean, her mom left her at a carnival. She lived back and forth with older brothers. She was on her own at 15 years old. I don't know why I had to hear that, but You know, all my life, people seem to be compelled to tell me things they wouldn't tell other people. Not sure why that happens, but it happens all the time. And I'm happy to listen. Some of it's hard to hear, but I always listen and comment if that's what they want. Then I started digging deeper with the man on my right, her husband. Turns out he worked in the music business in the 80s in Minneapolis which was intriguing to me because so did I. Now, he dealt mostly in producing videos. I was more in audio and artist representation. So our paths never crossed. We didn't know each other, but we had similar experiences and some friends in common. So it was a nice conversation. It was a great way to look back at our history and see the things that we were interested in in those times. Now, this was a perfectly nice conversation, something I hadn't had for a long time with strangers, of all things, strangers. 
but it was a very nice, pleasant thing. These people seemed to be very nice. What I also realized was that they were both pretty religious. I don't know what religion they were, but they were religious. So I had to make a mental note. Don't swear. Don't swear. Don't swear. (laughs) But I'm me, so of course I let a couple slip. And when I looked at the gentleman, I was surprised because he didn't even flinch. He didn't get mad. He didn't clap back at me. He didn't judge me. He didn't do anything. He just looked at me nicely, continued on with whatever conversation we had. And I thought, well, that's nice. I screwed up. I admit it. But he just let it go, and we kept on with the nice conversation. So as we're going along and talking about this, I don't know how the subject of COVID-19 came up, but it did. And then he says to me, you know, COVID-19 isn't really that big a deal. It's no worse than any other flu. It's the country the government that's screwing this up and causing the problems for us. Now, right at that moment, my wife stepped up behind me on my left because she was ready to go. She'd lost all her money, and I probably had too. I looked over at her, and she gave me a look like, shut up, don't say anything. But you know what? I wasn't going to say anything. We had a perfectly nice conversation. This guy cut me some slack when I screwed up and uh, swore. I certainly wasn't going to tear into him about COVID-19, vaccinations, masks, and all that shit. There seemed to be no point. I didn't know these people. I'm going to be leaving, and I'll never see them again. There's no point, no reason for us to have a confrontation over something after having a pretty nice conversation. So we get up. I'm getting ready to leave. I look at my slot machine, and I realize, shit, I want 100 bucks. Somebody must have rewarded me for holding back on what I might normally do. I don't know that that's true, but I got the hundred bucks. We walked out, had dinner for free because we had the hundred bucks, and it was a nice day under our belt. The point of this is, five years ago and before, you could easily have a conversation with a stranger and it could be perfectly nice. Donald Trump gets in, and now all of a sudden there's this adversarial attitude. Who did you vote for? Are you vaccinated? And if you disagree, now it's an argument. Now it's a heated argument. And it seems to happen all the time. The problem with that is, is that I'm the kind of guy that will talk to anybody, much to my wife's chagrin. If I'm in a garage sale, a restaurant, a store, wherever, I'll talk to anybody who's willing to talk because I'm genuinely interested and curious about other people. I feel you learn a lot by getting to know other people. Drives my wife wild, but I like doing it. But it's been harder to do because of this adversarial attitude and this political divide. When you're talking to people, you have to be concerned about what you're saying might trigger the other person. And then it turns into an argument. Nobody wants to do that. It's been harder to interact and be involved in interpersonal communications with the people when you don't know what their stance is politically or regarding the pandemic. So the point of the story is I'm looking forward to the time when we can get back to the conversations like I had in this casino. Don't have anything to do with age, race, gender, sexual orientation, religion, or political affiliations. 
None of those things have to come into play when you're just talking to people. It's just people with people. I'm looking forward to those days coming back because I found out that I'm really yearning for them. I need them. So the sooner, the better. All right. Well, let's talk about the news of the day. There is a lot of news out there, a lot of things happening. Now, just today, Attorney General Letitia James of New York announced that after an independent and extensive investigation, they have found that, in fact, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo did, in fact, sexually harass multiple women. They did. Now, it's interesting that Andrew Cuomo said, do the investigation. You'll find out I'm innocent. I will be vindicated. Well, Andy, here's the deal. There was an extensive investigation, and you weren't vindicated. Now, it turns out you're just a piece of shit creep, and that should be acknowledged. Now, Andrew Cuomo came on TV and basically said, well, I was just trying to be nice to them. I have somebody in my family that's been sexually abused, and I know what it's like. I would never do that sort of thing. So what are you suggesting, Andrew? That the investigation wasn't proper, wasn't extensive enough? Well, I beg to differ with you. Eleven women came forward to make complaints against you about unwanted groping, hugging, kissing, or making inappropriate comments. Now, these 11 women were pretty brave because Mr. Cuomo is known to be a bit of a bully. If you contradict him, clap back, or accuse him, he's going to do some serious damage to you in as far as your career. He's going to push people away, push people out, fire them, transfer them, do those sorts of things. So not only is Andrew Cuomo a creep, he's also a bully. Now, if Andrew Cuomo wants to come out and claim this was a bad investigation or not extensive enough, with that I'll beg to differ too. Because it turns out they had 179 witnesses, 74,000 pieces of evidence, 74,000. And they even deposed Andrew Cuomo for 11 hours. This was extensive. They talked to a lot of people, gathered a lot of evidence. They even put Andrew Cuomo on the stand and questioned him for 11 hours. They're saying that he created a hostile workplace, a toxic culture. And there's no two ways about it. This investigation was pretty intensive. It took months to do this. And this is what they found. Now, Andrew Cuomo, as I said, comes on TV and tries to claim, oh, I didn't do that. I don't remember. I'm too nice a guy to do that sort of thing. That's not what I would do. Let me explain something to you about Andrew Cuomo. You would think that Andrew Cuomo got his political clout and all his money on his own. He's a self-made man, right? Nope. You see, his daddy... Mario Cuomo was governor some time back. He was a very wealthy man, so what Andrew Cuomo did was essentially ride the coattails of daddy. 
He's got daddy's money. He's got daddy's political clout. So he naturally ended up being governor. He was basically a self-entitled, spoiled, rich kid who thought he could do anything to anyone. And for years and years and years, he was able to do that. So when he becomes governor, why should it change? Because now I got power. Andrew Cuomo, when he was a young man, was essentially what we would call a douchebag. And this is a perfect example of what happens to said douchebags when they get older. They're still douchebags, but they're more dangerous because they wield more power and they have more money. There's no two ways to look at this. This was done. The investigation was very specific and very intensive. There's no mistakes here. These 11 women didn't come forward for any other reason that they were attacked. Now, Letitia James did say that there would be no criminal charges in this case, at least from her. She saw it as a civil action. So that means there's going to be a lawsuit or a bunch of lawsuits, to be honest with you. And that should be expected, and that's justifiable. Now, that doesn't say... There won't be any criminal uh, charges. Uh, Albany Albany could do it. Uh, There are other jurisdictions that could file charges. But when it's all said and done, they probably won't. It's like trying to charge a president, trying to charge a governor. It's just not something that's done. However, there is going to be court cases and there are going to be lawsuits. And you would think at this point, with all that's been exposed, Andrew Cuomo would just resign and walk away. But he won't. He said he won't. And the reason he won't goes back to what I said before. He's a spoiled rich kid. He's entitled. He's a narcissist. He's self-centered. It's all about him. All he's going to do now is deny it and deny it. But like Donald Trump, the information will come out and the final judgment will be the next election. He's thinking about running for his fourth term as governor. Now, whether he'll do that or not, who knows? But if he does run for governor, the final judge will be the voters. Do you want a piece of shit like this still governor of your state? Now, it's funny, I keep hearing Democrats, and this is, this is what I find troubling. The Democrats are always looking at the conspiracy theories as told by the Republicans, and for whatever reason, some of them believe this shit. They believe this will happen. They believe that uh, Andrew Cuomo will be forced to resign, and then a Republican governor will come in. No, that won't happen. That can't happen. That's not going to happen. Shut up. That's ridiculous. If Andrew Cuomo decides to resign, then the lieutenant governor takes over, just like a vice president would take over for a president who resigned or was kicked out. That lieutenant governor isn't Republican. And he would ride out the rest of the term, and then there would be an election. The only way a Republican gets in the the governor's mansion in New York is if 
Republicans vote in a Republican governor. Nobody just gets handed the job any more than Donald Trump's going to return and be reinstated as president. All of this is stupid. This is things Republicans say. And if you Democrats believe them, I have pity for you because it's ridiculous and it's stupid. Don't believe that shit. Investigate it for yourself and decide what the true facts are. So it's going to be interesting to see what, in fact, happens with Andrew Cuomo. He's going to get sued. There's going to be a lot of things that come out because now this investigation is public. We've already heard about some damning things of how he would grope people. I mean, this clown even groped and harassed a state trooper, female state trooper, but a state trooper nonetheless. It's one thing to do that to people that work for you that you have control over. That is the typical coward way of doing things, and that's what he did. But he even went after a state trooper. My God. The thing about it is, is it's bad enough that he's done these things. But here's a guy who's governor of a state. Here's a guy that uh, is supposed to be smart and wealthy and a good businessman. But in 2021, he's stupid enough to still do this stuff. There are video cameras. There are audio cameras or audio recorders everywhere. There's going to be proof by the miles that he's doing this stuff. But this guy is either so arrogant or so stupid, he continues doing it. If you live in this world today and you think you can get away with sexually harassing anybody... You're a fucking idiot. You're stupid. So if they don't push out Andrew Cuomo because of his sexual harassment, they certainly should push him out because he's fucking stupid. Nobody in their right mind would do that unless you're so arrogant and so narcissistic that you think you're more powerful than everybody else. And I have a feeling that's what Andrew Cuomo thinks of himself. In spite of the fact that he's Democrat, there's a lot of Donald Trump in Andrew Cuomo. Now, some people will try to make this a political issue. Oh, he's a Democrat. We told you the Democrats are bad. Well, it's not a political issue because it's a piece of shit misusing and mistreating human beings. There is no political affiliation when that comes down to it. There's no political in. Uh, affiliation involved when they go to court. It's one human to another, even though the human that's causing the problem is more subhuman. And let's be perfectly honest with you. If you want to say, well, that's all Democrats, that's Andrew Cuomo. Well, then tell us about all these pedophiles that were recently arrested that are all Republicans. Funny, you don't seem to be talking about that. Again, it's not about partisanship. It's about shitty people treating people badly. That can't happen in this country. And no one should be allowed to do it, whether you're president of the United States, governor of the state of New York, or a janitor in some middle school in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't matter who you are. You're not allowed to do that. That is not acceptable anywhere you are and whoever you are. Ultimately, Andrew Cuomo has to pay the price for this. Might be through a lawsuit. You might lose a lot of money. You probably will lose an election if he lasts that long. He will pay the price. 
Now, everybody wants to see people cuffed, dragged out, and thrown in jail. Unfortunately, in our government, that's not how it works. As I said, Letitia James look at the, looks at this as a civil suit or civil suits, and she is done there because she doesn't do civil. She only does criminal. Now, there might be some other criminal aspects to this from other jurisdictions. We'll see. But for now, Andrew Cuomo is still governor of New York, and he's still denying it and still looking for sympathy. And while he's talking about it, then he tries to go off in other directions, like talking about the pandemic and all the great work he's doing there. It's going to be interesting to watch this. I hope Andrew Cuomo gets his due. And we'll be right back after this. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, since we've been on the topic of Governor Cuomo, let's talk about another piece of shit governor, Ron DeSantis of Florida. Now, Florida has become a hotbed for COVID-19 or the Delta variant. They're breaking records of cases and deaths people entering the hospital. They're breaking records down there. It's become a cesspool of this virus. And it's largely due to the fact that we have a lot of anti-vaxxers down there. People who refuse to get vaccinated because they think it's dangerous or they're going to put a microchip in me or magnetize my body. (laughs) I mean, for God's sake, these people are ignorant. They are absolutely ignorant, and they're going to kill themselves in the process. Well, the school districts have decided, the, the, the school boards have decided that when school starts here very soon, they're going to insist that everybody wear masks. It's a safety measure. We've seen the problems with this, and we see now that the Delta variant is affecting younger people. So it seems natural that at the very least you'd want to put people's um, protection up front and make sure everybody's masked. But that wasn't good for Governor Ron DeSantis. Now, he then did a um, executive order that said that if any of these districts enforce that mask mandate in their schools, he might hold back state funding. Why the fuck would you do that? I mean, what's in it for you? It sounds like something Donald Trump would do. If you don't do this for me, we're not giving you the money, which is purely unethical by a leader, whether he be a president or a governor. And what good do you hope to gain? There's no doubting that your state is a cesspool for this virus. And these schools want to do something to at least protect themselves when they go back to school. And you're saying, DeSantis, no, you can't protect yourself, and if you do, I won't give you any money. Well, that's horrible. That's fucking terrible. That's the kind of human being this person is. They have nothing to gain or lose by school districts using masks because they want safety. 
but he insists on doing it because of some ideology that Donald Trump threw out, even though he's been vaccinated, and DeSantis is probably vaccinated. He doesn't want his people protected. And for me, I don't understand it. Because you idiots, you governors that are anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers, are killing your own constituents. And you're only killing the constituents that aren't vaccinated, which are specifically your constituents. But you feel fine with just going ahead and allowing these people to die. Ron DeSantis is a special kind of evil. He is in it only to get votes. And for the moment, he thinks as long as he sides with Donald Trump, that he's going to get votes from Donald Trump's base. What he doesn't understand is Donald Trump's base is diminishing. Less and less people are following Donald Trump. And as more and more things get exposed over the next year and a half, they're going to go away completely. Nobody in their right mind could support Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis once all is become apparent. Ron DeSantis can't see that. He can't see more than a foot in front of his nose, so he is doing this. Now, if I have a child in the Florida schools, and I don't, but if I did, I would look at suing Ron DeSantis. He has no reason to take away protection from my kids any more than he does have the right to pull out fire extinguishers from these schools or not have police officers policing some of the rougher activities in some of these schools. You can't take that out without causing problems and harm to his constituents and his constituents' kids. But that's exactly what he's doing by taking this mass thing off the table. Now, some school districts can say, screw you, we're going to still do the mass thing because we want to keep them safe. But then he throws in, I'm going to take the state money away from you. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know much about the political process from the inside, but that's got to be illegal. You can't hold money over the head of school districts. Now, if what he's doing is possible, here's what would happen. Now, if Joe Biden said, I don't care what anybody says, federal mandate, everybody wears masks everywhere, Ron DeSantis would say, you can't do that. The states govern themselves. You can't inflict that on us. But somehow, Ron DeSantis thinks he can inflict the state on a school district. You see how that doesn't weigh out? Ron would never fall for a federal mandate. He shouldn't have to bend to the federal government. He should be able to run his state. Well, shouldn't the school districts be able to run their school districts without you threatening them to take away their money? I think Ron is opening himself up for lawsuits. Because by doing what he did, it's going to cause people to get sick. It's going to cause people to die. And even if those people are anti-vaxxers, they are going to be pissed when it finally pinches them in the ass. That is when they are going to act. That is when they are going to strike out. And Ron DeSantis is going to pay the price. 
There's no two ways about it. If we've got anti-vaxxers sending anti-vax kids, which is probably the case because no kid under 12 has been vaccinated, they are going to go into that school unmasked and they are going to be that much more in danger. Now, the kids could get sick, and yes, they don't. it doesn't affect them as badly as some older people, but it's getting younger and younger every day. And the more this virus percolates throughout these unvaccinated people, the more opportunity it has to become mutated, become a different variant. And we know that the Delta variant is far more strong and far more contagious than COVID-19. Can you imagine what happens if that Delta variant varies in itself and becomes more powerful yet? Right now, it's scary because people are suggesting that all the anti-vaxxers will ultimately get infected with COVID. It's moving that fast and that easily. Now, the majority of people will get sick and get through it and be fine, but there will be people who die. Not everybody who is an anti-vaxxer will die, but I'll guarantee you this— Everybody that's an anti-vaxxer will know somebody who's died, maybe someone in their family or friends or colleagues or whatever. And then it hits home. And then they decide, oh, shit, I better get vaccinated. After all this time and all the opportunity they have, now they will decide to get vaccinated. And you know what? I saw some video today of cars in long lines waiting to get vaccinated. The vaccinations had ultimately stopped because everybody that wanted to get it weren't getting it were already got it and the ones that didn't weren't coming out. Well now all of a sudden we're getting this surge of people, particularly in Florida, getting the vaccine, and that must make Ron DeSantis mad. I can't imagine how Ron DeSantis would stop people from getting the vaccine, but you never know with this clown. He changes up every day. But the story is being told in Florida. Tons of anti-vaxxers. It's all just a political plot. COVID is a hoax. But now they're seeing it. Now they're seeing people die. People they know. Now they're scared. They're not going to stand up and say, oh, I was wrong. Typically, they would just double down and watch people die. But people are becoming so frightened, now they are going to get their vaccinations. Not enough of them, but more of them than has been in the last month or so. We did reach the 70% plateau of people getting at least one shot on July or on August 4th, which was a month past where Joe Biden predicted or hoped that they'd reach. So that's something. But still, at this point, as far as it's gotten out of control again, 70% isn't enough. We need more people to get vaccinated. We need people to protect themselves from this virus. And they also need to protect the people around them, especially the children. And this is the thing that troubles me the most. You want to get vaccinated? Great. You don't want to get vaccinated? Don't care. If it was only you that it was affecting I wouldn't have a problem with it. You want to risk your life? You want to potentially die? Go on, girl. You go ahead and do that. But the problem is, is we've got kids 12 and under that have yet to be vaccinated. If you choose to be an anti-vaxxer and get COVID, you have every possibility and likelihood that you will infect a child. And that child will infect other children. 
Most will come out of it just fine, but there will be some that get sick and maybe even some that die. Now, if you're a parent, even if that risk is only 0.01%, are you still taking the risk? Hell no, you're not if you're any kind of parent. I certainly wouldn't. If it's my kid's safety or my grandkid's safety, it better be 100% or as close as I can get. Otherwise, I'm not taking the risk. It's going to be interesting to see how things shake out in Florida. It's a mess down there right now. A lot of people getting sick. Beds are getting filled. Hospitals are at capacity. And there's a lot of problems. And we still have the anti-vaxxers. And now we have Ron DeSantis telling school districts that they can't wear masks. Not that they have an option. They can't wear a mask. And if they insist on mandating the mask, their money from the state's going to be taken away. That's fucking appalling. That is untenable. And Ron DeSantis needs to be taken to task for this thing. Now let's talk about Rudy Giuliani. The report is that he is broke. Stone cold busted. (laughs) But he's got all kinds of other problems, too. He's under multiple criminal investigations. He's being sued by Dominion for $1.3 billion. Now, he tried to get that set aside and dismissed, but it didn't work. So he's going to court for that, and he's probably going to lose that. Where's he going to get $1.3 billion? He doesn't have it. He's either going to have to settle or be indebted to Dominion for the rest of his frickin' life. That's why Rudy's saying he's broke. But the most upsetting thing to him and his followers and people all around is that Donald Trump hasn't lifted a finger to help him. They haven't done one thing. Hell, they told Rudy his $20,000 a day fee they weren't going to pay because he fucked up so badly. Rudy Giuliani isn't in a right mind. He isn't saying or doing the things you would expect out of somebody like Rudy Giuliani. I mean, he was a federal prosecutor, mayor of New York, a media darling. He seemed to be pretty smart, took down the mafia. But now he's just talking about crazy shit, talking about conspiracy theories and just made up shit. Is it that he's become that corrupt? Or is it because he's got some kind of mental ailment that's causing him to do these things? I don't know. Now, he's not been looked at by a doctor, so we don't know about any medical issues. But the bottom line is the things he's doing is detrimental to this country and the people of this country. He needs to be stopped and he needs to be punished for these things. Now, one of the reasons he's broke is because Washington, D.C. and New York has taken away his law licenses. Now, these are suspensions, and people are saying, why is it only a suspension? Well, that's how the way it it works. They do a suspension, and then they have some kind of hearing to decide what the final punishment is, and it's likely he'll be disbarred from New York and Washington, D.C. So if he's disbarred or suspended, he can't work. He can't make money to pay his bills. Now, there are some people out there that say, oh, he's not broke. He's hidden money in the Cayman Islands or the UK or something like that. He'll be fine. Don't worry about him. Well, I don't know where you get that from. I don't know where your facts come from with that. 
But even if that is the case, Rudy Giuliani's not getting off free and clear. Whether he actually is broke or not broke doesn't matter because he's got all those criminal investigations. He's got that lawsuit for $1.3 billion. If one of those criminal investigations turn into a conviction, he's in jail. None of that other shit matters. If he does have money and he hasn't hit it well, when that $1.3 billion lawsuit comes down, he's going to be broke for eternity. You think he hid some money, so now he's going to get away free. No, he's not. He's done too much. He's been too flagrant about it. And whether he has money in the UK or the Cayman Islands doesn't matter because he may still go to jail. He still doesn't have the opportunity to work in his chosen profession. What is he, 77 years old? He doesn't have much time left in this world. He can only hope that he has enough money to survive between now and the meeting with his maker. But that meeting isn't going to go very well, given how badly he's treated people and damaged this country. So it's going to be interesting to see how this progresses. And you're surprised that Donald Trump hasn't done anything to help you, Rudy? Really, you're surprised by that. Donald Trump has never helped anybody unless there was something in it for him. At this point, Rudy Giuliani, you have nothing to offer Donald Trump. You've carried his water for so long it didn't work and now he's still in trouble and that's what you have to remember about donald trump donald trump isn't very far behind rudy giuliani see donald trump lost his job too donald trump is under multiple criminal investigations he's being sued by multiple people he's got some serious problems He could very well end up indicted and possibly in jail. But if neither of these two end up in jail, and that's conceivable, given their positions of power, it's rare that people in power get thrown in jail. It happens. Trust me, it happens. But sometimes they get cut a little slack. But the remnants of what are going to happen, what is going to happen, is going to pretty much destroy them, take away their money, their power, their reputation, everything. Because who they are and what they represent is all they care about. When you take it away from them, they've got nowhere to go. They're shamed. And I know you think Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani don't know shame. Well, I tell you what, with narcissistic personalities, it takes a lot to get them to be shamed. But once you put them in the corner, give them no options out, not accept their bullshit as an excuse anymore, then they are shamed. And what do they do? They run. They hide. And that's what I expect will happen with Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani when it all comes down to it. So we'll see how this all shakes out. One last thing I want to talk about. I don't know too much about it. Don't know too much about it. Actually, two things I'm going to talk about real quick. First of all, I just saw on TV that there was a shooting outside the Pentagon at a bus stop or something like that. And apparently a police officer was killed, a Capitol police officer. Now, the Republicans are saying, oh, it's starting. We're going to take over. Shut up. It's some wild ass, stupid, redneck Trump fan fuck up that went there and thought he was going to be a hero. Well, he's not going to be a hero. If he's not dead yet, he will be in jail for the rest of his life. 
and he deserves it. But in addition to talking about the Capitol Police, we now are hearing reports that two more Capitol Police officers that were part of that insurrection and part of that whole process have also committed suicide. That's four of them now. Now, the question is, why do they commit suicide? Now, normal people would say, well, it's probably the PTSD. They couldn't handle it anymore. They thought they failed and they were shamed and they shot themselves or killed themselves in whatever way. And that's conceivable. That could happen that way. But I have to wonder, my cynical mind has to wonder. They haven't talked about it much recently, but while it was going on and shortly thereafter, we were hearing how some police were siding with the insurrectionist, how they were helping the insurrectionist, showing them around, getting them into places they shouldn't be. It was pretty clear that there were people on the staff of the Capitol Police that were in line with the insurrectionists. That's not surprising, given that we're finding police officers from all over the country were at that insurrection. People in the armed services, active duty, were in the insurrection's group. So to think that there might be some in the Capitol Police, that's not too far, far flung to actually believe. We're getting into the investigation. They talked to some police officers during the select committee. There's going to be more investigations. Did these people commit suicide because they were so hurt and so traumatized by the insurrection? Or did they commit suicide because they were part of the deal? They were involved with the insurrectionist, and they know it's going to come out, and it's going to shame them and their family, and they just couldn't handle it because they don't have courage, and they killed themselves. I can't say either way. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm saying that it could be PTSD, but given what we know, it could be the other. And if it is, will we still feel sorry for those police officers that committed suicide? I won't. The fact that they're cowards isn't surprising at all. But again, I'm not going to say which way it is because I don't know. I'm just saying, looking at the situation, it could be this or it could be that. It's going to be interesting to find out which it is, because that will tell us a lot, not only about the insurrection, about the things we need to shore up when our own police departments, and we know they were, and our own armed services were involved in trying to overthrow this country, to undermine democracy, to kill uh, Speaker of the House and the Vice President. If we know that police officers and active duty service people were involved in this, That is particularly egregious. That is something to be worried about. And we need to dig deep on that, too, to make sure that we eradicate all these terrorists from our armed services and our police departments. So we'll watch. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, that's going to do it for the Rational Boomer podcast. want to thank you for spending time with me. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that the numbers are going up on the podcast. More and more people are listening. And um, again, I'll remind you, if you're a listener, I appreciate it very much. Thank you. I would ask you to pass it along to other people of a like mind, friends, families, colleagues, guy in the street, just 
grab them and tell them about the Rational Boomer podcast. The goal here isn't to fight with uh, Trumplicans. The goal here is to bring together as many like-minded Rational Boomers as we can. I'm also looking for questions, comments, insight, ideas, what have you. You can send them to me through my email at rationalboomer at gmail.com. Or you can go to anchor.fm, look up Rational Boomer, and leave me a voicemail. We'll incorporate it into the program, and uh, we'll talk about the things you want to talk about. So thanks again for taking the time to listen to me, and we'll see you again next time on The Rational Boomer. Thanks for listening to The Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.